Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast with your boy, Caleb. How's it going, everyone? Hey, we're going to wrap up my top 12 wide receivers with my 7 through 12. And we're going to have some fun. Got some flack already from uh, last episode. But you know what, guys? You'll get over it. It's all good. And we'll see how this one uh, this one goes today. So, first on my list, I got... Uh, well, I shouldn't say first. Seventh on my list, I got Mike Evans. Now, yes, I understand that Mike Evans did just uh, possibly have an injury issue thing with his leg. We'll, again, just have to kind of wait in here. As of right now, I haven't heard anything that's significant. So I'm still going to base this off of that he's still going to play this year. And he's still going to be able to play at a high level. And he's still freaking playing with Julio Jones, Tom Brady, (laughs) Chris Godwin will be back. I mean, he's still going to have a phenomenal season this year. I don't. He's never had a season under a thousand yards, and in the last few seasons, he's really fourteen last year, thirteen the year before, eight, eight. I mean, it's like minimum eight. You know, I mean, it, he's just locked. And him and Tom Brady in the red zone are just, dude. They've got it on lockdown. I don't know two people that are any better than they are, except him, maybe Tom Brady and Gronk over the years. But him and Mike Evans were just uh, absolutely insane last season in the red zone. So I got Mike Evans at six. I got a little bit of a surprise here. And all of my my co-hosts and my producer are going to be happy as you know what right now. But I got Michael Pittman at number eight. And and here's, here's, my, here's my why, guys. Okay. Played 17 games last year. 129 targets, 88 receptions for 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. He did that with Carson freaking Wentz. I mean, he did that with Carson Wentz. <laughs> like, like that's a good season, guys. Like, that's a really solid season. And I think he can improve now that he's got Matt Ryan. Like, there's nothing that is going to stand in Michael Pittman's way this season. This this is like make it to me. Like, I, he had such a, a solid year last year with one of the worst quarterbacks. I don't even understand how he's still playing on a freaking football team in the NFL, like let alone maybe even in Canada or something. Like he's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. And he had almost a 90 receptions for a thousand yards and six touchdowns. That's a good year. That's a very good year. He's going to get better this season. Just watch out for him. They drafted Alec Pierce. I think also is going to be really helpful down the stretch as well as he gets his feet wet. But the biggest thing is, is they still got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. That's going to take a lot of heat off this passing game. And then they've just tremendously improved with Matt Ryan getting in, into Indianapolis. He's going to revitalize his seasons in Indy. Matt Ryan is going to retire as a Colt. Not even at the end of this year. Maybe, you know, he's going to retire as a Colt though. And those seasons with Matt Ryan at the helm are probably going to be the best seasons they've had since they had Andrew Luck. It's a good time to be a Colts fan right now. My next surprise for you guys. No, it's not Tyreek Hill. It's AJ Brown. I told you guys, I'm taking these guys in the way I would want to be drafting them. AJ Brown, he has been having some health injuries 
our health concerns uh, year in and year out. It is kind of disappointing. But he has over 100 targets every year, pretty much almost a lock for 1,000 yards and at least five, six touchdowns a season. I think all of that is going to go up in Philly. Him getting in there with Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith. I mean, honestly, outside of the running game, you know, with Derrick Henry, I think the Eagles offense looks a thousand times better than what Tennessee's offense looked like last year. I think A.J. Brown's going to be back to his 2020 form. I think he's going to get at least 10, 11 touchdowns this season. He's going to have 1,000 yards. And I think that his receptions are not going to be like 60 to 70. I think he could even hit 80, 85 this year. You don't need him to have 100 receptions. You don't. You really don't need him. You just need him to have a good amount of yards, yards after the catch, and have touchdowns. That's what you need. From AJ Brown. And I think now moving into this offense in Philly is really going to help him with that. Moving on to my number 10. Still don't have uh, Tyreek Hill there yet, but I do got Debo Samuel. And Debo did drop. I, I know a lot of people have Debo a lot higher in their rankings, and that's fine. I dropped him just a little bit. The reason I dropped Debo is he's not going to be that running back wide receiver hybrid that he was last season. So do not anticipate eight rushing touchdowns and six receiving touchdowns. You can wipe his rushing stuff. It almost seems like he does not want to have anything to do with that. And that's fine. That's his right. But for fantasy, that's a huge issue. The other issue that I have is kind of this emergence in camp with Brandon Ayuk and Trey Lance. There is a connection there that really seems that... He likes Brandon Ayuk. They had, you know, obviously circling around on, on Twitter the other day, there was that uh, little, pl- you know, goal line, not really goal line, but red zone passing play. Nice little throw. I'm not going to say it wasn't a tight spiral because it definitely wasn't, but it was an accurate throw to Brandon Ayuk and it was a great little pass. It's one play, but there is a lot of people talking about how Brandon Ayuk and Trey Lance have, have had a connection so far in camp. We will wait and see what the rest of the preseason games look like. But I will take that as a concern because if it continues to push that way and Brandon Ayuk becomes his number one target, it does kind of sway things. I mean, Debo might not be able to finish in that top 12, but he easily should be in the top five. But I've kind of I've kind of dropped him down a little bit just because of this. I'm not really sure what that's going to do. And again, with their rushing, if you're going to wipe his rushing out, he was really good out of the backfield. He did have a lot of fumbles, <laughs> but, but whatever, that's it, fine. But having eight rushing touchdowns and six receiving touchdowns, that's really not. I mean, that's 14 total. That's a a really nice season. Not to mention he had 1,400 receiving yards and 300 rushing yards. 350, 365 altogether, but over 350. I mean, that's incredible. You take that out, he's not going to be the same guy this year. So that's why he's dropped. Now for everybody's questions, because I'm sure everybody's like, oh my God, this guy is ridiculous. Why would he not have Tyreek Hill in the top five? I don't have Tyreek Hill in the top five because he ain't with Patrick Mahomes. He's lucky that he's still in my top 12. The reason he's in my top 12 is the respect of how talented freaking Tyreek Hill is. But he is dropping to me because I don't like this offense. This is a make it or break it year for Tua. The fact that you had Tyreek Hill come into your facility And the fact that you still felt led that you needed to go try and get a Tom Brady as your quarterback at 45 years old, which I don't know 
at how well Tom Brady takes all this stuff. But I mean, he's literally like every year he gets older and the more money teams want to keep throwing. I mean, what a freaking like compliment <laughs> that you're 45 years old in a professional sports league and people are still going to throw money at you because you're better than like a 23 year old coming out. But I'm, I'm really concerned with Tua. The reason I'm concerned with this Tua Tyree Kill thing is Tyree Kill is is a backyard football player, and that's what Mahomes does, man. He plays backyard football. I think Tyree Kill is going to have to actually learn to run very crisp, crisp routes, timing routes, routes that he's not having to used to really do in Kansas City because in Kansas City, it was just a more free-flowing offense where, hey, first read didn't make it, okay, Mahomes out of the pocket, run around real quick, just get open. And they were very, very good at that. I do not see this offense being that style. Also, Mike McDaniel's coming in. He is off the Kyle Shanahan tree. Kyle Shanahan is a run first coach. Also something Tyreek Hill is not used to because Clyde Edwards Hilaire in Kansas City never was able to establish a running game, which is why he had to always see so many freaking targets season in and season out. He did have 160 on 111 receptions last year for 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. It's a, Again, it's a solid season, but that was in KC, a completely different offense with a completely better quarterback. That's a half-billion-dollar quarterback. Tua is not that. Honestly, I still feel like Tyreek Hill has a really good shot of not finishing as a number one wide receiver this year. But out of respect to Tyreek Hill, I did have him at my number 11 spot. But I do see some other guys, a Mike Williams, uh, maybe a Marquise Brown, that could possibly finish inside of where he will. And last but not least for my top 12, I got DJ Moore. DJ Moore's issue and you know what? I'm going to call it this year because I, I've called it a couple of years ago. It didn't happen. He is, he's a very consistent wide receiver. And when I mean consistent, unfortunately, it's not consistently as a number one, but his totals are very consistent. 135 targets, 118 was a drop, 163 last year, 87 receptions, 66 receptions, 93 receptions. 11,075, 11,093, 11,057 and four touchdowns in all of those years. <laughs> I don't I don't know how much more consistent you really can get. I think another year with Sam Darnold, we don't know if Baker's going to take over. Either way, I think another year with Sam Darnold or if Baker does end up being the starting quarterback and he stays healthy and can be the Baker that he was his rookie year, I think DJ Moore is going to be way better than what he's had in the past. And so I think the big thing for me is those touchdowns need to double. So what I'm going to call this year is DJ Moore. will finish in the top 12. He'll finish as a number one this year. And that is because he is not going to score four touchdowns. He's going to score eight. He's going to double that touchdown total this year with whoever is going to be at the helm. The rest of it's probably going to be very similar. He'll probably have around 1,200 yards. I think he will still have around 90 to 100 receptions this year but I think his touchdown totals are going to double. And that is why I have DJ Moore in my top 12. So that's it, guys. That is my top 12 for all of you. Let me know your thoughts. Next episode, we're going to start going into the number twos. I'll break those down again. So we'll do 13 through 18 and 19 through 24 on our next episodes. So just keep an eye on that. 
But thanks again, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast with your host, Caleb. And I will catch you next time. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, I can fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you.